0: When we witness the fact that the so-called tech company, work will run out of cash in a matter of weeks, one must conclude that the blitzscale model, growth, makes sense for certain types of tech companies, not the WeWork model. And, apparently, the investment community cannot differentiate the types of tech companies that benefit from the blitzscale growth models. Here are some educational pointers. From an earlier blog, I describe how to make the most money off the internet. The key ingredient is having many users slash customers use the platform slash website while the incremental cost to add each user is near or at zero. That is the characteristic of servers hosting websites. There are ceiling limits per server, however. And that is resolved by adding servers. And when the monthly cost per server is less than $1,000 when including storage, routers, software licenses, etc., the incremental costs are minor. Another profitable tech angle is having little or no costs for marketing. The best example was Hotmail where Tim Draper even admitted that this company spent nothing on advertising and yet accumulated millions of users. Tech companies love this approach and it is reflected by high valuations. Has anyone ever seen a TV ad for a Tesla? Tesla has not spent one penny on marketing, Hotmail was acquired in 1997 for $500 million, and it already subscribed 8.5 million users by Microsoft. So, the high valuation includes minimal operational costs for the business. In this instance, that combination of tech valuation and blitz scale makes sense. Another internet model places an additional burden on servers and that includes allowing multimedia content to be added by the users. We are now describing the Yelp model. Peer-to-peer content contribution means that the host company is not adding the content, that means not spending on operations such as hiring photographers, food critics, writers, marketers, etc. The users add the content and even become critics by ranking the restaurants. Unlike the Hotmail email service where each electronic communication uses only several hundred bytes, the Yelp model has to take into account the millions of photos that fill up electronic real estate being added by users. Still, the incremental cost to add a single restaurant amount to pennies. In other words, the economy of scale makes economic sense for the Yelp model. Uber is also another profitable internet model taking advantage of zero costs for API with telecom carriers. Each additional user places a different burden on servers since it relies on consistent informational interactivity between the server and the user customer. Why? It relies on real-time geolocation information but Uber does not operate own satellites or radio towers to provide the geolocation information. That technology is supplied by the telecom carriers which, for some strange reason, have not historically charged the geolocational API to platforms like Uber and Google. Not so in other countries. And unlike peer-to-peer where no cash passes hands among users and platforms, the Uber model charges 20% of every dollar revenue generated by cab drivers. The revenue is calculated by the distance measured by the geolocational data, easily calculated. Again, the server model still applies where each additional user incurs very little incremental costs to the server. But the fact that Uber still suffers from lack of profitability is perplexing since the company has negative cash flow. On the other hand, Uber has spent many millions in marketing from discounts as incentives to international acquisitions, strategies never implemented by other internet-based models described above. In other words, if Uber avoided spending anything on marketing, it should have had a profitable model. Uber's current financial condition stems from not executing its operations in a profitable manner. Now we come to we. work. Its CEO, Newman, has always claimed that it was a technology company. I question that it was never been anything like the previously described tech companies. Let's look at the incremental costs for tech companies. Tech companies' huge valuations stem from the minimal incremental costs to add users slash customers. That model does not apply to we. Work. WeWork leases or acquires real estate and sublease the same spaces to companies with short-term leases far less than the master leases obligated by We Work. Then the office environment is created as a casual workspace with access to coffee, beer, snacks, etc. not dissimilar to the many shared tech workspaces on the West Coast, for example, Runway in San Francisco. The only WeWork tech I have noted was the access to iPads to announce the visitors. Essentially, the WeWork business is simply a real estate office leasing business. In contrast, WeWork incremental costs are substantial in comparison to tech companies. When one large space has been filled to capacity, WeWork has to negotiate a new lease to meet additional lessees. That is a large capital commitment. Another major difference is the cash flow model. Tech companies' cash flows are almost instantaneous. Uber charges a consumer when the services are rendered. Within one day, the funds are transferred from the user-slash-customer to the company. WeWork cash model is based on contractual, monthly payments. The only major advantage is that such payments are predictable chronologically. The WeWork model should have been profitable from day one. Companies lease a space to cover their costs and more. Yet, WeWork has been losing $2 for every $1 of revenues from what should be an easy business model. Losses then must originate from two possible causes, charging lessees far less than their costs or expanding too rapidly so that revenues are not matching the operational costs. Either way, this situation represents poor operational management by we work. Or it can be a financial scam that leads investors to believe that its growth is the true valuation. There is no question that the investors fueled the operations and acquisitions. And the company attempted to exit from this unprofitable strategy through an IPO. Appropriate due diligence for evaluating tech companies' demands knowing how technology generates profitability. Not understanding those differences can lead to making bad investment decisions.